0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. Got a lot to get to on this one as we continue our fall camp preview of each position group. And today it is a linebackers turn. We did running backs yesterday. We've now done quarterbacks, defensive line, running backs, and now linebackers. So let's jump into Scott Simon's position group, uh, a, a, a group that has a lot of new faces uh, does have a returning starter in Jimmy Phillips, who who was very productive last year, but this group needs to take a, a big step forward. You know, I, I think when you lose a player like Delano Robinson, uh, that is production, that is leadership that you're going to have to replace. And same goes with Shane Haley in the leadership uh, aspect as well. Uh, he is a he was a very critical leader uh, for SMU the past couple years. So you replace those two guys. Uh, you bring in a bunch of transfers. It seems like in the spring, you know, having Shannon Reed and having uh, Jaquandis Burns on campus was certainly a big deal uh, for SMU to to have those guys there and get in right away with guys like Jimmy Phillips, Isaac Slade, Matutia, Kiki Burns, uh, players like that. And then they added Cameron Farrar, uh, an Oklahoma State transfer this offseason uh, over the summer. So a lot of new faces. Uh, I want to, you know, start by, of course, projecting the starters, and I, I think the safe pick is certainly Jimmy Phillips at one spot, at one spot, and then the other one, I, I tend to lean Isaac Slade Matutia. He's somebody that was highlighted to me as a a leader this off season, somebody who looks focused and ready to go, more comfortable uh, now that he's not moving in at the last minute as fall camp approaches. So that is something uh, for SMU to feel better about you know he's he's not you know just jumping in uh to a new team right as the season's here he's he's had you know all of 2021 all the spring all the summer to really ingrain himself into that room and and in a leadership position and that's what I've heard uh in terms of what's what's been the most positive aspect of of Isaac's uh development this offseason is just his leadership and he looks like somebody who's motivated to try to put down some good tape and, and make a run at, you know, the next level, just like Jimmy Phillips. That was a big part of why he came back. He felt like he had unfinished business as far as, uh, you know, pursuing a conference championship. He told us that much on Wednesday. And then also he wanted to raise his draft stock a little bit more. So overall, I mean, those two guys, they just seem like at least entering fall camp, the, the picks to start, especially Jimmy Phillips. But if, you know, either one doesn't play up to the standard that Scott Simons demands, You know, he's not afraid to go to Shannon Reed, Jaquandis Burns, Kiki Burns, Cameron Farrar, whoever is catching his eye um, in in fall camp. So Shannon Reed is pretty much, uh, I would say, the most experienced player on the roster, save for Jimmy Phillips uh, at at the linebacker position. Uh, He made 104 tackles over 15 games between the spring and fall at Illinois State in 2021 uh, impressive production there, without a doubt. He's played in the SEC at Tennessee. Uh, I think getting back up a level will certainly be something that, you know, maybe motivate motivates him to, sh- to put down, again, some good tape, be prepared, be ready to go so that he could take his own shot at the next level uh, after this season. So, um, you know, I think he's, he's a guy that they wanted to bring in right away. Made a lot of sense from a veteran uh, perspective. And uh, it seems like he he and Jaquandis Burns, another player that's in the mix for SMU, fit in really well. Uh, that, w- that was what Jimmy Phillips told us right away um, in the spring when we talked with him. And same for Scott Simons. He echoed that as well. So uh, Jaquandis Burns comes from Minnesota, uh, where he played in seven games in 2021 after redshirting his freshman year, uh, which was in 2020. He didn't do much there, but, uh, comes back to the Dallas area. He's from Terrell originally, uh, and gets a fresh start. Um, and, and I remember Jaquandis coming out of high school. He, he ended up playing at IMG his senior year, maybe his junior as well, but, um, definitely finished up at IMG, but athletically a very promising player in that respect. I think he will be able to uh, figure out uh, how to use it at the, in the AAC, um, at SMU's level and, and, and farewell. And, and certainly from a physicality perspective looks the part. Um, so I'm excited to see what he does, um, you know, this season and, and see if he breaks through into, uh, uh, you know, the two deep and in the, the rotation, just because, you know, he, he just hadn't done much for the, for the Gophers up there in Minnesota. So maybe with a fresh start, uh, some warmer weather, he'll, he'll fit right in, uh, for SMU. Um, Kiki Burns is another guy who's played, You know, I think he's going into his fourth season at SMU. He's battled some injuries. He moved from wide receiver to linebacker going into last year. Got his feet wet a little bit. Wasn't very productive. But I was talking with a couple people, and they really view him as somebody that could be critical on third downs. With his size and athleticism, he could rush the passer. He could do a bunch of different things for this defense that might help them get off the field a little bit more in third down situations um, which is honestly the name of the game you know we from kevin i would say go back to kevin kane and now look ahead to scott simons because the jim levitt experiment was pretty awful and that was one thing that kevin kane did especially well calling plays at the right time to get their guys off the field or make plays like look at the way the tcu game ended uh, for smu when they when they won. Um, you know in fort worth in that uh, i think that would be the 20, uh 2019 season um you look at that you look at that game and what they were able to do to to get off the field late that was big um and, and i think for for SMU overall uh having a guy like kiki burns if he could turn the corner that just kind of changes everything it really does you know there's no i would say there are there are expectations for him because he's a really good athlete but i would say the the hopeful plan would be to get him in on third downs and have him be a difference maker in that respect so that's kind of the the thing about this room overall is behind jimmy phillips you have a lot of okay what if he you know returns to um, you know his form that that he had. You know Shannon Reed had at Illinois State. What if Jaquandus Burns puts it all together, looks the part? What if Isaac Slade Matutia continues to build off his bright spots from 2021? Kiki Burns, same story. Will he turn the corner? And then you look at Cameron Farrar, who's actually I think one of the more underrated pieces here because he comes from Oklahoma State, so he's played against a lot of these kind of wide open attacks uh, that he'll see in the AAC. Played in 24 games over the last two seasons, uh, did a lot more so on special teams, but did uh, have 13 tackles and two and a half sacks last season, so maybe he's able to kind of make a difference. Again, a rotational guy. I don't think he and Jaquandis Burns are guys that they feel like maybe have to do you know, so much for SMU this year just because they have a good bit of eligibility left. But you need some of these guys to step up. It's kind of a thin room in that regard. We, we talked a lot about outside linebacker slash defensive end in the, la- in the uh, defensive line podcast. Um, so this isn't as much about rushing the passer as it is, you know, being able to drop in coverage, being able to make stops in the run game and, and, do, and fill holes and, and, and be physical and do all those things. This group has to find somebody that's going to kick them in the rear end. Um, if things are going well, or or lead them in the right direction as they kind of maybe go go through some growing pains in this defense, um, because they're they're looking for new voices. You know, Delano Robinson, Shane Haley are gone. Uh, They need Jimmy Phillips, Isaac Slade, Matutia, and whoever else that you know that that fits into a leadership role to do just that. And that's lead. So um, the linebacker room, if it comes together, it's obviously going. It's going to look pretty good but there are just so many questions about this group and and almost in a way like you feel good i i feel almost a little bit better top to bottom as far as talent goes at the corner position if this makes sense if they all stay healthy like everything equal if you have all those those players available at the corner spot you're you're in a solid position i think athletically um and some of those guys just need to continue to put it together but linebacker is a, is a group that after losing Delano Robinson and Shane Haley, you know, SMU has to have the next wave step up. And so that's going to be the biggest thing in fall camp is can they get, you know, more out of these guys and, and get them to take their game to the next level. So I'm interested, interested to see how it goes for the linebackers. Uh, Obviously Scott Simons will take a lot of, um, you know, ownership of that group because, they're his uh, own position group, and he's the uh, defensive coordinator, so it reflects on him. So uh, we'll be interested to see how this group, uh, how the pecking order works out in this group, and and we'll get some of those answers as fall camp approaches. Now just one week away, seven days, we'll be out there um, as SMU will hit the practice field uh, to start the first fall camp under Rhett Lashley's direction as head coach. So with that, going to wrap up this edition of the podcast, we'll have – Another one tomorrow as we uh, take a look at that impressive wide receiver room for SMU um, and and preview that group. So be sure to tune in, and we will catch you guys later. Thanks for listening to this edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to— Has anyone seen the bride and groom?